read a scripture first. And um, I hope I don't make Greg's sermon go a little short, but i gotta, I got to share something. So. Um, this is from Romans 12, 4. And it says, Now as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way we who are many are one body of Christ, and individually members of one another. And I wanted to share that. I shared that here before because I was blown away by another version of that. It said, we belong to one another. Okay? We who are in Christ belong to one another. We, it's not like they go to a different church or they live in a different part of the world, so we don't know them. I wanted to uh, introduce to you my brother... Greg Funier, or Gregory, I don't know if it's Gregory, but anyway, it's way too formal for me. I'm sorry, Greg, I love you. Um, he's from Hopewell Baptist Church, and that's another difference, okay? He's, he's away, he's a Baptist. <laughs> go figure. But you know what? He loves the Lord, and the reason, one of the reasons I wanted to share is that I met Greg and his lovely bride, Sandra, working Kairos. And um, we were brought together, gosh, quite a few years ago. And uh, it's been a blessing to know them. We have fellowshiped with them at Hopewell Baptist Church. And guess what? The Baptists like to eat as much as we do. Um, so this is the first time we've ever gotten to um, worship formally with Greg and Sandra. So you guys make them welcome. I may not need this mic. Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. Let me ask you to bow your heads in a word of prayer with me. Father God, we bless your name again. Thank you for this beautiful day, for this opportunity to come together as brothers and sisters in Christ, that we might give you glory, honor, and praise that we might be able to lift you up because truly you are worthy to be praised. We pray you will bless this moment in the word, God, that it will be a word of encouragement, a word of hope, a word of strength as we stay in this Christian race. I pray, God, for you to bless this entire congregation and bless those who are sharing with us on today. We pray again that you will continue to use us, God, for your glory, and that when we leave this place, we will be able to say what a time we had in your presence. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Clary, for the wonderful uh, introduction. And let me say thank you to all of you who made us feel so welcome. I truly, truly am blessed and honored to be here. Uh, I thank God for your pastor, for Brother Marshall, who uh, we made a connection real quick once we served on the Carol's team together. And uh, I was telling Brother Chris and some other members, I know that there are a number of people that he could have asked to come and share with you this morning that would have loved, <coughs> excuse me, this opportunity. But I thank God that he gave me, the, gave me this blessing because it's truly a blessing to be here. I am a Baptist, but first of all, I am a child of God. And I am your brother in Christ. And I'm going to ask you because we, we Baptist folks are sometimes a little, a little noisy. I, 
I know we have that reputation, but I'll just ask you to just be liberal with your amens. <laughs> amen. Because if you say amen quick enough, we can get out of here a whole lot quicker. <laughs> but, if, but if you hold back those amens, I might thank you that you're not understanding what I'm saying. And I got to belabor myself, okay? So if you say amen real quick, we'll keep it moving. Thank, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank God for my, for my homeboy over here. I am a native of Louisville, Kentucky. He's a UK fan. That's all right. I'm a Cardinal fan. You know how Alabama and Auburn, it's the same way in Kentucky. You okay? We got another back here. He's a UK fan. Okay, so I'm not mad at you. Just, just glad that you're from Kentucky. I don't want to be long, but I will say I thank God for my wife, my partner in ministry. I thank God for her support and prayer. Thank God for some good friends of ours who went to their early service and came to be with us today. That's Ray and Lorraine Barnes. So thank God for you that you would take out your time to come and share with us. God bless you, Sister Jessica. I see why come Brother Marshall is so happy and so always, you know, smiling. Have such a beautiful, beautiful bride, you know. So I thank God for her, for all your leadership. Uh, thank God for Brother Chris who welcomed me. Good to meet you. Mike haven't met you personally yet, but he told me he was a twin. We have twin sons, so we understand how that works, you know. And so we thank God for you all and for all of you who made us feel so welcome. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I wish you to turn to the Old Testament, the book of Habakkuk. Back of the second chapter. Okay, I'll be I'll be reading verse four in the uh, second chapter of Habakkuk. It says, "Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him." But the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by what? Faith. faith. Okay. If you will, in the New Testament, in the book of Romans, the first chapter. Romans 1. In the New Testament. Verse 17. It says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by what? Faith. By faith. I want to just use for a thought this morning. The answer to the question. The answer to the question. How many parents we have in this morning? Okay. All right then. So got a good representation. So as a parent, I think I could probably speak for all of us. If you have kids, you know, there's a season sometimes when they get in this mode of questioning. They want to know when, where, why, what. You know, just, and sometimes the list just goes on and on for these different questions. And I think sometimes we don't really understand how important it is when, when a child asks you a question. You know, because they believe you know the answer. Even if you don't, they believe you know the answer. 
You know, and, and sometimes, you know, we have this, this desire to want to know. And we think questioning is, is the way to get the, the resolve. You know, when you're young, a lot of times your questions, they may really just be out of curiosity. You know, why is the sky blue? Why do I have to eat broccoli? You know, why do I have to go to bed right now? But the older you get, a lot of times the deeper the questions get. And sometimes questions can even be prompted because of painful situations. You know, as you read your Bible, you'll see that there are lots of stories of people who had to ask big questions. You read about a childless couple who was in a state of an unfulfilled promise. When this man Abraham said, is it possible that I can father a son at the age of 100? And then his wife Sarah says, is it possible that I can bear a child at the age of 90? And sure, there might have been some, some attitude in those questions of thinking, well, we know what God's answer is going to be. Well, no. Amen. And then you might think about a person who has been doing, doing the work of a prophet, who has been denounced by his family, has been rejected by his friends, has even been criticized by other respected prophets to get to a place where he might raise the question, why am I even here, Jeremiah? Yeah. Amen. There might be a group of men, the, the, the disciples who were on this boat, in a terrible storm that came up and was raging. And where was Jesus? Asleep. And they had to wake him and ask him, ask him a question. Teacher, do you care that we're about to drown? Then there might have been others that ask these kind of questions of situations that are going on. Even yourself in difficult times. When somebody makes you feel like that, that, that they're trying to get on your very last nerve. And you have to ask God, why is this person bothering me? Why is this person acting this way? Well, I tell you, life has a whole lot of questions. And this scripture in Habakkuk is addressing a question and giving us an answer. I will tell you, in the face of storms in your life, there will be many times that you might ask the question. Why? Why am I having to go through this? Why is this happening to me? And we've all been there. And things that when times get tough, people always get to asking questions. And most of the time when things get tough, we want to ask God a question. But right in the middle of that, God sends this man Habakkuk. And his work is different from many of the other prophets because Habakkuk is not questioning other people, but he's questioning God. He's talking directly to God in these three chapters. And I encourage you to read that book at your leisure because it's going to really got a lot of revelation in it. He stands and he asks questions of God. And these questions, that he was not shy about asking them. When the book opens... In the back of the first chapter, he's asking questions out of frustration. And in that book, he says, in the first chapter, he says, How long, O Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen. 
I'll cry out to you violence, but you do not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrong? And this situation during Habakkuk's time was, was very difficult. And he was very concerned as to why God would let all of this be going on in the world. And he seemingly was doing nothing. And I know we all probably could attest that there would be a lot of our testimonies too. Today there are so many things going on in the world. And we as even the body of Christ maybe sometimes are saying, God, are you asleep? Do you see what's going on? What's happening? Why don't you do something? You know, in the midst of ISIS, in the midst of the bombing in Boston, in the midst of Charleston massacre, in the midst of all of the, the same, the, the rampage of evil going to loose in the world. You know, the, the thing with the same-sex marriages and transgenderism and just on and on and on. A lot of times you might have a question, God, what are you going to do? Why haven't you done something? Well, I think the more we look at these scriptures and the more we look at this situation, there is an answer. And the answer is, the just shall live by faith. Amen. The just shall live by faith. In the midst of everything that's going on to you, for, to us, and in us, and around us, my message today is, the just shall live by faith. Amen? Amen. That's, the, that's, that's the whole message right there. If, if you can, can remember that, I believe it will help you so much further down the road on this faith walk. Because this is what we've got to hold on to. We've got to understand, just like things was going on back then in the Old Testament, it's going on today. That's why Paul grabbed on to that scripture and he used it in the New Testament. That's why he said what he said in Romans. And also, they talked about it again in the New Testament in the, in the third chapter of Galatians. He talked about this, this very same thing about living, about believing and walking by faith. In Galatians 3 and 11, it says, but, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by what? Amen. Amen. In Hebrews, the 10th chapter, he speaks to it again. He says in verse 38 in the 10th chapter of Hebrews, Now is this, now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So, if you are a person who wants to be considered just, to be considered righteous, you must live by faith. You got to realize that no matter how it looks, your faith is able to keep you in the, and sustain you through everything. Amen? Amen? If I could use, for a quick example, when you got faith, you got to have confidence, right? Everybody knows Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of faith hope for the evidence of things not seen. Faith is having confidence. Uh, no matter how everybody looks, right now, you still know God's got this. I need, I need Chris to help me and your brother Mike. You're quick. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm 
you find out that it's whatever you to choose, I mean, whatever way you choose to respond to adversity is how you're going to be. You can either be better or you can be bitter. And he went on and on that God was showing him that he was still doing a great work in his life. And what he was going through was to make him even better. My wife and I, several years ago, uh, <coughs> we got four kids, two sons, two daughters, grown, grown people, adult kids, six grandkids, one great track, one great grandchild. Praise God. And I look good. <laughs> so dad, several years ago, our sons, the twins, had gotten involved in some illegal activities and found themselves going to prison. Very hard time for me and my wife. Very hard time. But we prayed and we asked questions too of God. Why? You know, we love the Lord. We try to live right and raise them up in the right way, nurture the Lord. Why do our sons have to go through this? But as time went on, I realized God was saying, giving me an answer, that I would not be who I am today had I not had to endure some of those pains and some of his sorrow. And my wife and I, we grew closer to one another. We, were, we definitely grew closer to the Lord because we were always asking for strength, asking for grace, asking for mercy. Asking for, asking for a miracle in their lives. And I'm here to testify today, God has been faithful. Thank you. He's been faithful. Our sons both are doing well. Now have families. Both are married. And I got a chance to marry both of them. <laughs> Who would have thought it? But that's God letting me know that there is an answer that the just shall live by faith. And sometimes you might get mad about it, but believe me, sometimes things shake your world just so God can let you know you need me. You can't make it on your own. Don't try to run this race by yourself. And I love him for that because he's a faithful God. He's a faithful God. I want you to take courage this morning. I want you to be encouraged that you know God's word is true. His word is so true that he wants us to Live by faith. Don't live by your income or your position or your reputation. Live by faith. Because faith is a wonderful, wonderful weapon against the enemy. The enemy, the enemy will try to attack your mind. He will try to steal your joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. But the more you understand that you got to live by faith, the more you understand you got to dig in. I, I, I looked at on your website. Who, who, who saw the Harvest Point website? Anybody here not seen it? Shame on you if you have not seen your website. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful. The mission, the vision statement is powerful. The had three Ps. I just spoke at the church last Sunday for, for a Father's Day service, and I spoke on the five P's for good fathers. Protection, provision, promotion, being a priest in your home, and being a prophet. Five P's. So I looked at you all's website and I saw three P's that blessed me equally. It said you are a, are a preparing church. You are preparing people for kingdom, for kingdom work, for kingdom business. 
Then it says you are a planted church. Because you are planting seeds. Seeds that will encourage people, that will build people up. That you can have this harvest. Then it says you are a, don't tell me, it was preparing, planting, producing. Amen. That's it. I have a senior, a senior moment, <laughs> You are producing. If you plant, plant the right seed, you're going to produce the right fruit. Amen. Amen. Now, now, don't get twisted. All kinds of seeds are being planted. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> there are all kinds of seeds being planted. But I encourage you here at Harvest Point to keep planting that seed of encouragement. Let's see the love. Just a warm, warm, loving spirit here in the house. And that's good. I was talking, I can't remember who it was. Frank, might, might have been you. Frank was talking about, you know, when him, him and Debbie, when they first came here, and how people embraced them and welcomed them. And like, wow, this is what, you know, this is what we need to make the connection. I encourage you to stay the way you are. Very loving, very open, and welcoming people. Because when people are trying to find a refuge, a place of hope and strength, they don't want to be looked back. You know, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, well, hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> you got to, you know, let them know that the love of God dwells here. Amen. I know you're getting good teaching, because I know Brother Marshall. I know you're getting the word. This is a word church. And so you got to walk that thing out. You gotta live by faith. When you live it, that means you're not just somewhere dormant. When you live it, you live in the life, the life of abundance. Amen. He said, I came that you might have life and have it what? More abundance. And so make people understand, you hear it harvest going, we, we come to add, not to take away. We come to give increase. Amen. I done got all the way off my sermon. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all tied in. The answer is to do what? Live by faith. That's the answer. When anything comes up in your life that might rattle you, that might shake you, that might unnerve you, this is this ought to come back. Brother Gray, that Baptist preacher kept saying, live by faith. Because great is he that's in me, that he that's in the world. That's my testimony this morning. I'm living by faith. I'm on my way somewhere. I'm not just wandering around, wondering where I'm. I know where I'm. I'm headed. I'm headed home. Praise the Lord. That's been a place prepared for us. But we got to live by faith. Amen. Or we might miss the train. You know, in the old Baptist, we said, I got my ticket. <laughs> Don't get your ticket bored. <laughs> You got your ticket, you got to keep on living by faith, no matter how rough it gets. Because sometimes somebody really, really makes you discouraged. Pray for them. Yes. We got to pray for our nation. Yes. We got to pray for our president. We got to pray for Amen. people in government. We got to pray for things that are going on trying to divide us Amen. as people. That's why I, I was thinking, you know, I was praying to God, what is you want me to share? He said, Share faith. And then when all this stuff happened last, last week in Charleston, I was like, God, you still want me to share that? 
Yes. Even more so. This is why I already given it to you. Amen. And we've got to. We got to, I mean, I, I gotta love you when you don't love me. Because I'm I'm, I'm walking by faith. I'm, I'm living by faith. Amen. And that's that's the whole message. Y'all didn't say amen as loud as I want you to say amen. But I promise you, it'll help you. It'll help you. All next week, Fourth of July, holidays coming, lots of God words, a lot of good eating and fellowship. But in the midst of all of that, you still got to be just and live by faith. Amen. Okay? Amen. Okay, I love you. I hope it helps. Amen. Amen. We're going to open up the doors. to discipleship because truly our God is a deliverer. Amen. Our God is a sustainer. He is a keeper. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Where would you be? Where would any of us be if it had not been for him? He made that great sacrifice to go to heaven in our place. He took the judgment that was really ours. He was convicted in our place. Amen. But no greater love. And that's what we offer to you this morning. If you have not accepted and yielded your will to him, we invite you to come and receive him as your Lord and Savior. Yes. What a wonderful thing that would be. What a wonderful praise report. For Brother Marshall to know as he's ministering right now across the other side of the world, that harvest point is still producing, preparing, planning. Will there be one? I love the Lord. He heard my cry. He pitied my every cross. As long as I live, I shall hasten to his throne. If you have a special prayer request, a special need this morning, if you need to come and stand in the gap with somebody. Because there's a lot of people hurting out there today. And a lot of people who need someone to stand on their behalf. A lot of people were praying for me, but I didn't have enough strength to pray for myself. Praise God. But let me one. The answer is the just shall live by faith. The answer is the righteous shall live by faith. faith. The just shall live, live by faith. faith. Amen. It's a, it's a little bit louder. The just shall live by faith. Amen. 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 Let's give God some